Turn up your volume. Because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast. With Tony Maradero. 55 seconds left in the penalty, a minute and 27 seconds left in regulation time. Boston 4, Montreal 3. Lafleur coming out rather gingerly on the right side. He gives it into Lemaire, back to Lafleur. The sickest Montreal Canadiens podcast. You're in the fall! Sports entertainment like no other. Rejoint, on lui fait perdre la rondelle, une passe devant. Et c'est la mauvaise! Et ce sera la victoire des Canadiens. pour les Canadiens. Le match troisième de l'histoire. You found the dogs! John, you found the dogs! He found the dogs! And all together, they worked a young team to the top. And now, a 24th Stanley Cup banner will hang from the rafters of the famous forum in Montreal. The Canadians win the Stanley Cup. Brought to you by Energy Transportation Group. Driven to be different. TV. It's going to be sick. Marinero on this Tuesday night. It is March 21st, and it is uh, one minute past uh, 10 p.m. in Montreal. There we go. Uh, double shift, your best players. We're going to get to that in just a second. Kirby Doc made his way back to the Montreal Canadiens lineup, and so did Brendan Gallagher. The Canadiens bounce back after a 5-3 loss in Tampa versus the Lightning on Saturday night to beat the Tampa Bay Lightning by a score of 3-2 to two at the Bell Center, much to everyone's surprise. And as a uh, a gift to Marty St. Louis, going up against his former team. But as a coach, of course, and Jonathan Drouin says, you want to put me, uh, you want to bench me the entire night on Saturday night? And well, I didn't like it, uh, but I'm going to show you what I'm made of. And he bounces back and he scores a big goal that put the Canadians up by a score of two to nothing in period number one, 14 minutes into the hockey game. And you know what? After everything we've had to say about Jonathan Drouin, I say this. Good for Jonathan Drouin. I'm happy because, you know what, this is, in life, we go through moments where uh, we're, you know, we're, we're humiliated. And he was humiliated on Saturday night. And, you know, we face some embarrassment. We face some shame. We don't like it. And, uh, you know, all the, uh, all the cameras are on us and stuff like that, not for the good reasons. And they're zooming in on him. And everyone wants to see, hey, here's Jonathan Drouin, the guy who was benched. And, you know, if he would not have responded very well tonight. Everyone would have said, ah, oh, you see, he's not made of the right stuff. He didn't respond well, but he does respond well. And I, I think it's safe to say that Jonathan Drouin's tenure with the Montreal Canadiens is coming to an end. But, you know, there were probably one or two scouts or one or two teams tonight that were actually focusing on Drouin to see, you know, the characters. This guy going to be able to bounce back. We'll get to him in just a minute. Before we do, of course, the sick podcast brought to you in part by La Bit Atibi, brewed in Quebec and a winner of a dozen international awards. La Bit Atibi offers quality microbrewery beers made with premium ingredients for everyone's taste. La Bit Atibi, embrace your true nature. And, of course, brought to you in part by Energy Transportation Group, a leading full-service logistics provider serving all of North America, driven to be different. My buddies Mike Cinquino and Sean Gerard. As a matter of fact, I saw Mike Cinquino and David Grassi who's one of the big cheeses there at Energy Transportation Group. They were having lunch about a week ago, and I just happened to be in the same establishment. It was nice to see them. I've been told we have our guy. Let's go to him right now. He is a former assistant coach in the KHL, and he helps out. He's an assistant with the women's hockey team with Le Carabay, Mitch Jaguer, at his home very, very far away from Villa Salle. 
Uh, what's going on, Midjaguer? Well, not much. Your season uh, ended uh, last Sunday, so now I'm uh, I'm in vacation and uh, enjoying uh, watching the Abs winning tonight. Okay, so how was that season? Uh, we lost. So basically, we have two things. We have the playoffs that we have to make throughout the yeah, season. Yeah, and uh, both teams that went to the finals goes to the national champs. Uh, and this year, we were hosting the national championship in Montreal. So uh, we made it to the final in the season and playoffs. We lost last game against Concordia. And uh, at the national championship last thir- Thursday, we won 4-1 uh, to our first game, heading to the semifinals. Uh, sadly, we lost. And for the bronze medal, uh, again, we lost 3-2. to So we finished fourth uh, in the country. But... Uh, the, uh, one thing I can say is when we lost in semifinals and for the bronze, uh, both games, the MVP of the game was the uh, opponent goalie. Both. Oh, oh, is that right? Okay, so you yeah, guys did your right. thing, but you, you got goalied basically is what happened. Yeah, we, we played probably our best games throughout the whole year, the best everything. We put out like almost double of shots and uh, the goalie was on fire and we just couldn't uh, buy one more goal. But uh, at the end of the day, if you... When I started the season, if you were telling me that uh, we will fight for a, a medal and we will be fourth in the country, I will I will take it. All right. Okay. Good stuff. Will you be back next year? Uh, probably. Like, I mean, right now it's like it's. I do the same thing every single year. As soon as the season is over, even if I have a contract or not, mm-hmm. I just take time to go back home, take time with my kids, with my wife, and uh, just go back on what happened the previous year and uh, just thinking about the, the upcoming year. But uh, to be honest with you, I don't see, I don't see why we'll move again with uh, the opportunity they're, they're giving me for the uh, upcoming season and, and all the, uh, everything that's around the women's hockey and everything. So. All right. Okay. Sounds good. We want to keep you as close to us as possible because if you stick around here, it means we'll be able to use you, of course, more often right here on the Sick Podcast as a collaborator. Special thanks for accepting the invitation tonight. We're going to be with you until about 11 o'clock. I'll already give people the phone number right now in case they want to give us a call. We usually get to the calls a little bit later, but and we probably will. But all I'm saying is if there's people that want to call right away from the get-go, and yellow will tip me off, and we will get to that, okay? So you can uh, reach us at one 585 sick one 585 7425 right, okay. I got to tell you something. Tonight marked um, the return of Kirby Doc and Brendan Gallagher, okay? Uh, we saw Kirby Doc play good hockey on the wing. We saw him play good hockey at center. Tonight, he was playing on the wing with Nick Suzuki and Raphael R.V. Pinard. I saw flashes from Kirby Doc tonight, which reminded me why this guy was picked third overall. And I'm telling you, the ceiling on him is very high. I, I think he's just scratching the surface. This kid has a lot of tools. And once he's able to put them all together... It's going to be a pretty formidable toolbox. This kid is good. Tonight, I got the feeling, Mitch, when he wanted to turn it up a notch, I saw dominance. I don't know if I'm getting excited. Sometimes I get excited easily. The last time was Emmanuel 5. But um, you like that one, eh? <laughs> yeah. but, uh, 
we, we, we all got excited over Emmanuel five. And if we didn't, I mean, well, I did anyway. Um, you know, um, George is still holding on to his pillow 30 years later. Okay. Am I exaggerating here when I'm talking about Kirby Doc, or did you see what I saw tonight? No, I don't. I don't think you exaggerate. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm telling you, since uh, last summer, I saw him playing when he was in in the dub, uh, and he was good. He was really, really good, and it was just not a right fit for him in, in Chicago. And and again, ask any coaches, young players, if you do not play them, they they will not get better. Like they will, but not as much as if they're playing 10, 15, 20, 25 minutes, of course. Uh, what we can see with Dak right now is it's not even beyond and above my expectation because I knew that one day it will be that good. Uh, what I found out is right now with the Habs, they're giving him the opportunity to be that good. Uh, putting him, I think... Down the road, I think it will be better on the right wing than second center, I think. Uh, I wish not, but I think it's just he can produce a bit more on, on the right wing, and he got the size to play there. Uh, and playing him with Suzuki and right now uh, Pinar, obviously Caulfield, Caulfield will, will be back, but I think playing under Marty St. Louis mm-hmm. will, will help him a lot too. It all depends on who the uh, the wingers would be, obviously, if he's going to be playing center. But you would think obviously. that if he's going to play with Caulfield and with Suzuki, if he would stay on the wing, this guy's going to be able to produce points. I mean, 82-game uh, uh, season, uh, three-quarters, 0. .75. He's a you know, I, I think 65-plus points for Kirby Doc is not out of the question. Oh, no. I, I just said 70 and plus. So Yeah. And and they just gonna get better, those three. Yeah, that's the thing. That's the thing that I like is they're still very young, and they they didn't even played a lot together. And when they were on, watch out! They were that that was a real first line. Yeah, let's uh, let's see if Agnello and Sammy back in master control can bring up the Habs lineup tonight if they can. There we go. These guys are the best. Suzuki in between Doc on his right and RHP on his left. Drouin centering Gorianov on his left and Josh Anderson, who left the game late with an injury. We'll get to that in just a minute. On his right, Belzil in between Gallagher on his right and Hoffman on his left. And Tierney uh, with uh, Pitlick on his right and Pizet on his left. Uh, up until tonight, I hadn't really realized that they gave Tierney Max Pacioretty's old number. It's kind of crazy, but they did. Matheson and Savard, Edmondson and Baron, Kovacevic and Weidman. And uh, the goaltender, of course, was Samuel Montambo, who was very, very good tonight for the Montreal Canadiens. Okay, um, Jonathan Drouin. Before we get to his performance tonight, still days later, Everyone's talking about the fact that he was benched on Saturday night. And as we go on, more and more people are starting to talk out about the fact that they don't think he should have been benched the entire night on Saturday night. Some are saying the Canadians probably hadn't realized that they needed to dress him, and then they did. Others are saying that since he was dressed, he might as well just have played and helped the team and maybe been, you know, faced another consequence. Others are saying, you know, why did Marty St. Louis actually speak out about it? It should have been kept in-house. 
Others are saying that some coaches actually give their captains the responsibility to deal with players breaking some rules, and maybe the Canadians should have gone in that direction. Pretend tonight never happened. Pretend tonight never happened. And let's go back to Saturday night. Drew Wayne's available to you, but he was, as he says, a couple of minutes late for a team meeting on Friday. Kent Hughes has since told Pierre Lebrun that he had a one-on-one with Drew Wayne. Marty St. Louis gave Kent Hughes a call and said, listen, Kent, I've thought about it. This is what I'm going to do. He's going to be in the lineup on Saturday night, but he's not playing. Your thoughts. You're the coach. That situation happens. How do you handle it? That situation happens all over the place. I like, I mean, all over the uh, the world. Uh, the, my only question I have for you before going into that uh, discussion is, did they dress him because they had nobody else that they could be they could dress? That is correct. Okay, so starting from there, uh, they, they need somebody in case of something happens because I mean, you you cannot dress anybody else, so you don't want to play eleven six, of course. Uh, mm-hmm. So if if they have one extra player, whoever it is. We we probably don't talk about that situation because Julian will be in the stand for that game and is going to be back in the lineup the, the the second game. So so that's the first part. The second part is uh, I'm not a big fan of adding too much on the captain that uh, he should take care of it. Obviously Suzuki probably had a one on one meeting with Julian for sure. If he's a good captain for sure. But down the road we have to think about. We have a new GM. We have they have a new GM. They have a new coach. They want to change a culture. And you have to start somewhere. And for sure, drawing, that was probably not the first time, or he probably had some meetings or warning before. Because I'll go back a couple of weeks ago when John Cooper sat down his top three players. It was it not it didn't decide it after the second period. Okay, it's now or never. No, they probably had some meetings, chat, everything before. So my guess it's it's probably the same thing with Marty and 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 Drouin. And to be honest with you, again, if it's not the first time, and if if nothing never happened before, no, you don't scratch him. But if it's not the first time. And it's going on and on and on. And I've 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 heard uh, um, uh, the equipment manager Pierre Gervais saying that yeah. uh, Jordan was always always close to be late. Yeah. Uh, so as a coach, you, it, it can be frustrating when you are like five minutes prior to the meeting, already in the locker room, and you're always waiting for that one or two players. So obviously, down the road, at, at one point, as a coach, you you have to make a statement and that statement it it's it's not that tough i mean a lot of coaches did that in the past or just mm-hmm. okay you're you're late you're not playing the first period or you're not playing the second period and now even worse they're not fighting for a playoff spot so they can almost do any, anything they want yeah of course of course they can all right there's a bunch of comments coming in uh this coming this one coming in from Joel Manella let the coach coach his team the way he wants. Uh, others are coming in from 66 Spinning. My friend Stefan in Quebec Cité, who says uh, um, 
Gallagher was late more than two minutes tonight. That's actually pretty funny. He also oh, yeah. talks about culture. That was that was actually pretty funny, actually. 66 spinning. This guy's a funny guy, I'm telling you. Came on last week. He talked about the WHA. It was a beautiful thing. I'm Stefan. I'm from <laughs> Quebec City, and I used to watch the WHA. And Guy Lafleur used to be my favorite player. And you know what, Stefan? Guy Lafleur used to be my favorite player, too. There's no doubt about it. Uh, Bobby says they had no choice but to dress him. Sitting him for the entire game is the only question. And in my opinion, Marty St. Louis handled it perfectly. All right, okay. Uh, Jimmy says, I'm sick of drawing. Wow, that's, uh, are we still on drawing, Tony? This coming in for Claude Richard. We're not. Uh, we're not on drawing. We're actually going to talk about his goal, Claude. But because I have Mitch, who has a lot of experience in coaching, and I'm speaking to him for the first time since this happened, and still today, more and more people are still talking about it, I wanted to get his opinion. So I got it, and now we'll get to his goal. Uh, the Canadians open the scoring with Kirby Doc, who gets a pass from Suzuki, and his shot goes right through Vasilevsky, who, by the way, does not look like the Vasilevsky of old this season. And then Jonathan Drouin gets a beautiful pass. It goes from Barron to Gurianov. Gurianov enters the offensive zone, draws a couple of players to him, uh, passes the puck to Drouin down the left wing, left-handed shot, short side. He puts it up and over Vasilevsky. That's the response everyone wanted to see. Jonathan Drouin with a big goal tonight. He, I think he responded well, but I think since the trade deadline, he's playing some decent hockey. Yes. And, and a lot of people, and me first, will say he's playing for a contract next year. And uh, I truly believe that. I'm not giving it to him. Uh, I'm not. Uh, if I'm the Montreal Habs, I'm not giving it to him. But uh, he's showing up that uh, he can still produce and he can still play in the league. So the more points he's going to put up, the more money we'll get, I think. Uh, and somebody's going to take a chance, obviously, because... He was not, the Habs was not able to trade him at the trade deadline because of his contract, but uh, coming up as a free agent, uh, he'll be, he'll be for sure, uh, he'll find somebody. Uh, coming back to Drouin, I was not sure at the beginning of the game playing as a center. I know they tried in the past. Uh, playing as a center, it's it's one thing. Uh, taking face-off is another 38% thing. in the circle tonight, 38%. Yeah, but like all the abs, like I'm watching it here. I had, a, the- I had a I had a better percentage in geography. <laughs> yeah, like twenty. Like let's watch a face off. Forty one Suzuki, thirty eight Drouin. Belzil was really good. Sixty seven uh, Tierney, twenty nine. So obviously they struggled there again. But anyway, meaning like I was not sure, but I think he being surrounded by good players that can skate, that can go pick up the puck in the corners, that can crash the net. Yeah, if they want Anderson and uh, Gurianov, yeah. Um, so I think overall he, he played a really good game. Could always be more involved, more physical, but yeah, uh, this is not him. Stop. We, we have to stop thinking about that. But uh, by by the way, way, by the way, huge challenge tonight. You're going up. Pardon me if I can. You're going up against Braden Point. You're going up against Anthony oh, yeah. Cirelli. You're going up against Nick Paul tonight. Spafasid yeah. on the faceoff circle. No. No, it, it, it's not easy, and uh, he was not the worst uh, on the team, and he was really close to Suzuki, so that's the funniest thing about it. And, and, and again, I, I thought his whole line uh, was good, was good, like because they can bring different aspects uh, in the game yeah. 
uh, that let's say the first line cannot do or they don't have like power forward or hard shooter guys and uh, the third line is blah and and the fourth line is like you don't want to put them out there but uh, um, we have to give to Drouin that he's playing some decent hockey and he has to keep it up that way if he wants if he wants to play next year but again I'm I'm with you I'm not giving him any contract because We've seen him since what three, four years now. Yeah. And it's on and off, and we're not sure uh, about the upcoming year and what he said before the trade deadline and all that stuff. For me, it's uh, it's a big no. All right. Uh, I picked up my phone because, uh, you know, uh, there's something to announce here. Canadians announced that Caden Gooley has a high ankle sprain. He's oh. done for the season. Okay. Jeez. No surgery, though. No surgery. Oh, I ain't close enough. Of course, it, he was whatever. he was hurt last game. Uh, we yeah. saw that. Josh Anderson, late in the game, yeah. who picks up the puck, empty net. He puts his head down. He puts uh, his shoulders down, uh, and he's got Sergachev draped all over him, and he's just trying to put the puck in the empty net. And Sergachev takes him down. He goes down badly into the net. He left the game. He'll be reevaluated tomorrow. He's not going to be traveling with the team to Boston. So we don't know quite what's going on, but we know that Gooley's out for the season, and we know that Anderson is not going to Boston. All no, right. that was uh, like, I think it's his uh, right leg, I think, ankle, maybe the knee, uh, went straight to the post. Yeah, uh, he, was, he, wasn't, he wasn't putting any pressure on it on his way no, off the ice. So you can tell. Obviously, it doesn't look good. I uh, will not be surprised a couple of weeks uh, for Goulet. Uh, people have to think about uh, that's probably not because he, he went back a bit earlier. Uh, a high ankle sprain can happen. Uh, it happens a lot in hockey at every level. And you don't, you, you don't need to have like uh, uh, previous injuries. That's the, that's the sad part uh, because I wish it was, he was in the lineup, so Weinman could be out and Madison could play uh, probably less than 25 minutes. Yeah. Uh, look, Bobby is saying that Gooley should have never returned, not in a pointless season. But, Bobby, look, I understand exactly what Bobby's saying. I wouldn't be in a rush to bring back players who are hurt either. But we have to keep in mind that when Caden Gooley came back, he didn't come back when there was three games left in the season. He came back when there was 12 games left in the season. Like, you know, like he's a young player who needs to play. Yeah. Mitch, we started off the, the, the podcast. You were saying that, right? You need to play yeah. your young players. If a player has a green light and he's ready to come back, he's a young player, he's in his rookie season. Would you sit him out for 12 games if he was healthy? If he's 100%, no. Not a well, chance. Not a they, chance. Obviously, they obviously felt he was 100%. I hope so. If not... You know what? Fire everybody. I mean, I don't know if you saw this, but Pierre Allard went on with uh, my buddies Max Lapierre and Guillaume Latendresse on La Poche Bleue, and he said that he's taken a look at the Canadians' injuries thus far this season, and they're mu half of them, he believes, half of them could have been avoided because they're muscular injuries, which could be either A, um, overtraining or be surtaxing or see like just those could have been avoidable he said 
So, I mean, I, I would hope that uh, Gooley was 100% because if they brought Gooley back and he wasn't 100%, uh, that's not smart. No, but and, smart. And, and you know what? I'm pretty sure he was 100%. Like, and, and that's a huge statement by Pierre to say that. But uh, And don't get me wrong, he's, he's one of the best. Uh, but, but that's a huge statement that uh, the Habs have to think twice for the upcoming year uh, because you cannot... You cannot have an, a second year the same way they have this year with all the injuries. Uh, you cannot have players in and out the lineup because they're overtaxed or they're not fully healthy. Obviously, you're not playing 100%. That's impossible. Uh, but what I like about that statement is because we've heard, and you probably heard the same, uh, the medical staff from the Habs was like getting, yeah. everyone was getting on them saying they should fire everybody, but it's it's more than that it's it's more than that um and, and and again they have so many injuries that obviously some players that usually are playing 10 minutes now are playing 15 17 suzuki is playing not tonight but he was playing like close to 22 23 madison is playing like tonight 25 so days in days out those guys getting exhausted getting tired uh they travel Yes, they're having big contract, but they they're, they still have to be healthy. They still have to be in shape. They still have to rest. Uh, but sometimes playing physical, going in a corner, playing 20, 25 minutes, it's tough. It's hard for a body. And yeah. if you don't take the time to rest well, um, those things can happen, sadly. one 888 You can jump on a line already. You can stay on hold. We can... Well, once you're there, we'll get to you and stuff like that uh, because uh, it's a toll-free number, by the way. So if you want to keep on watching on YouTube Live, on Facebook Live, or on Twitter Live, you can just pick up your cordless phone, your home phone, and you can give us a call. Uh, Tony, his ankle buckled against the post, talking about Josh Anderson. This coming in from Ulfman. Jimmy Christo says Gallagher is perfect for uh, a tank double shift him. Uh, and double shift Drewain too. Uh, Galley was an obstacle for the Lightning players tonight. This coming in from 66 spinning. Well, look, Brendan Gallagher's foot speed has led him down more and more with each year passing. And when you go up against the Tampa Bay Lightning who can fly, I mean, it's a pretty tough team to make, you know, a return to the lineup against. Not easy. Uh, no. Insta Customs injuries were a blessing in disguise if the Habs managed to pick in the top four. Joe Manella, double shift your worst players. That's a good one. Jimmy says uh, Galley should have been traded years ago. Uh, well, that's so much is probably apparent right now, but it's always easier to say later, right? Uh, Marco Monaco. Hey, Tony, how are you going to deal with Gallagher for another five years? Um, well, uh, first things first is... Um, Look, uh, it's not five years. It's four years. That's number one. Number two, Brendan Gallagher, and I've said this before, I don't know, Mitch, I don't know if the Canadians are going to buy out any contracts. I don't know if they will. I don't know either. You know, but the other night, um, my buddy Jean-Charles is telling me that um, on the radio, on BPM Sports, he's telling me that 
you know what? He, he thinks that Mike Hoffman's going to be bought out next year. And Mike Hoffman's got one year left on his contract. Next year, it'll be his final year at 4.5. And I said, that's not going to happen. And he said, why? And I said, well, they're going to hope that he's going to have 15 goals between the dead, you know, at the deadline next year. And then they're going to try and trade him, right? Because it's going to be the final year of his contract. It's only going to be a couple of months salary on the hook. And he said, no, no, he goes against the culture of the team. And I said, well, he can go against the culture of the team all you want. But Brendan Gallagher goes against the cap on the team. Like, you know, he's good for the culture, but he's bad for the cap. And Brendan Gallagher has four years left at $6.5 million. And I'm going to say it again. I don't know if the Canadians are going to buy out any contracts. But if they would buy one out, I would think Gallagher is the one that probably has the most chance of being bought out. I don't even think it would happen next year, by the way. Because listen to this, Mitch. Kent Hughes told Pierre Lebrun that he believes the Canadians will miss the playoffs for probably two or three more seasons, which is what we've been talking about. I've been talking about it here on the SIG podcast, and a lot of people try coming back to me and telling me that the Canadians are going to be in the playoffs next year, and I tell them, no, they won't. They're not going to go from 32nd to 28th to 16 just so that they can get in and see what happens the old management team had a philosophy that let's get in and we'll see what happens this management team their philosophy is if we're not going to be very good and be very good for a sustained amount of for you know for 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 several several seasons if we're not going to be sustainable well we're not going to do it that way we're going to rebuild and we're going to do it the right way until we are very competitive, until we can sustain it. So, Brendan Gallagher, would you buy out his contract? Or, knowing Kent Hughes says, we're not going to make the playoffs for another couple of years, get ready. Do you think they'll hold on to him for another couple of years? And then let's just say, in year three, when they feel they're ready to make the playoffs, maybe they are. At that point, he has two years left on his contract, and at that point, you buy it out. Well, I will, knowing that they will not make the playoff for the next two or three years, I will not bottom. Like, why? That that's why because you will you will still pay him when you're you're gonna make the playoffs and when you're gonna be good. So this is not what you are looking for. What I think that can happen is being traded to Arizona or that kind of stuff that's probably what i think could happen before uh the habs bought him uh back that's because arizona arizona is not going to want to do that because what they want to stay at the bottom for several more years too i know i i know but that was just one theme but i don't see the habs uh buying gallagher uh, anytime soon Uh, and again if you're like there's four years left if you wait two years uh that window will start to open for the hands. And so now they're going to have to make a decision. Do we keep him or because he, probably nobody's going to want want him with his contract or we buy him out. And if you do that, you're going to have to pay him for the next. Uh, so it's going to have what, two years left. So it's going to be what, four years with half the price, something like that. Um, it's tough. It's, it's a tough call. I'll, I'll try to trade him uh, for nothing. If, if I have to, um, but in my own opinion, you're not that bad if you keep him on a third or fourth line. Yeah, 
Jimmy Crystal says if the Habs win the lottery and get Bedard, they can go for the Stanley Cup already next year. With Bedard, it's all over. Jose Lavecque responds to that. And Jose, the lovely Jose, says, is Jimmy Crystal a Habs fan or is he just a troll? I think he should go to bed. Hey, if Jose says you should go to bed, Jimmy, Jimmy, you should go to bed. Are we... Tony, are we doing a party? Because, that's, have... because that's the bottom line. Because Jose Levesque said so. <laughs> Tony, are we making a party if the Habs uh, won the lottery and Connor Bedar? That will be amazing. But I don't so, want to go there. So May 8th is the night that we're going to find out. You know, they're going to have the draft lottery. And we're going to find out where the Canadians are picking. All right? It's That'd May awesome. 8th. Now, let me awesome. take a look at this here. And I have a question for you after with the abs. Yeah, so I just want to check my uh, my calendar again. May 8th is a Monday, okay? And you know what? The National Hockey League, they get this stuff wrong all the time. They get it wrong all the time. Why didn't you make May 8th on a Friday night or something? Yeah. Or why didn't you make it on a Saturday? Because if yeah. it would have, then we would have had a party for real. Now, we will, by the way... We will, Sick Media will, uh, be organizing an event sometime uh, either in May or in June where this Sick Army, we have a community here that's very, very strong every night on YouTube Live, on Facebook Live, and on Twitter Live. People are starting to get to know each other, some a little bit more than others because they've put up their avatar and their picture and stuff like that. So now you can put a face to a name, but a lot of people don't know who one another looks like. So we're going to end up having an event sometime either in May or in June, more likely in June when it's nice. We're going to have a nice event, either like a Sanka set, or we'll do it between seven and nine, or we'll start it at seven. You can stay with Toll whatever time you want. I told Daniello we should get a DJ too. Let's do an 80s theme or a 70s. Even better, let's do a 70s theme because in the 70s, the Canadians were winning Stanley Cups. 71, 73, 76, 77, 78, and 79. Six Stanley Cups in the 70s. And now we haven't had one since 1993. So we're going to get together. We're going to have a good time. Mitch, I'm going to call you. You better be available that night. Let me know, and I'll I'll, I'll, I'll be available for sure. We're going to get all our collaborators there. We're going to have a good time. And uh, drinks are on in yellow and Sammy. It's a beautiful thing. Loving it. All right, okay, let's just go here for a second. Uh, we have a clip. What clip do we have? I don't know what clip we have. Play the clip. You guys are putting some core pieces in place and you're building through youth when you're having your discussions. What do you think is a reasonable timeline for you to get back firmly into that playoff discussion? I think it's going to be another two, two or three years. Uh, for us, there's obviously a group of teams in our division and in our conference that are going through the same process as us. We're hopeful where we have opportunities to uh, to trade for good young players like a Kirby Doc instead of using a draft pick for it. We'll, right. we'll try to do that, and that's kind of a way to expedite the timeline. But we won't go sign a 28 or 29-year-old uh, to a long-term deal at this point in time to be that much better next season. There you have it. So if you're hoping that the Montreal Canadiens are going to end up signing an unrestricted free agent so that they can get better right away, Kent Hughes says, we're not going to do that. 
If we can try and trade for a young player to help expedite the process, we will. But to trade for an older player or sign an older player to expedite the process, they won't. Basically, why? What he's trying to tell you is, but, you know, by the time he believes that this team is very competitive and can win a Stanley Cup, that older player probably won't be able to help all that much. Uh, so with a young player, they're willing to grow, knowing that a young player, there's going to be some growing pains too. And um, so, look, I, I totally get it. And this is what I said from, from day one. I got the feeling that I was going to love this management team because they came in with a plan. Their plan was very, very clear to me. And I got the impression that they're a management team that was not going to deviate from the plan. And the more I hear them, it doesn't look like they will deviate from the plan. So there you have it, right from the horse's mouth from Kent Hughes, right? No, and again, if you if you sign a UFA, um, the team will not be that good before two or three years. So it's going to be even harder signing any kind of good players to come to Montreal. And especially because it's Montreal first. So that doesn't help. And knowing that uh, they will not make the playoffs for the next two or three years, uh, the list is getting shorter and shorter. Uh, Bruce says, guys, honestly, what are we going to do with the uh, big contracts of the players that we have? They're just going to write out those contracts. That's pretty much what they're going to do. The, like I said, the only one is Brendan Gallagher that maybe in two or three years time, they'll consider buying out until then they won't. Other than that, the contracts, I mean, a couple of more years for Dvorak, one more year for, for, for Hoffman. Uh, a couple more for uh, Armia. The way it's working out, by the time they think they're ready to make the playoffs, those contracts, with the exception of Gallagher, will be off the books. And uh, Josh Anderson you'll still have, but, you know, I don't think Josh Anderson's contract is terrible. You know, 5.5 no. is a lot of money, but I don't think it's a terrible contract for a player who still hasn't entered his prime. And he can play on your top six. And for, well, for now, he can play on your top yeah, six. For now. Yes. But yeah. the other thing, too, is with all the contracts is everyone seems to would like the Habs to bought out all the contracts. But it's not like you have a lot of players from the Laval Rockets that can come up and have an impact. That's the other thing that people doesn't think about it. Like they have some good players there, but you don't want to fill up. Well, their best players are here. Yeah, exactly. You you. We have probably um, Richard. That is, they sent him down, I think. Uh, but this is it. So it's not yeah. like we have all the rookies that are just knocking on the door and saying, "Hey, we need a chance. We we need that one opportunity." No. So that's why they will not make a lot of moves or buying out contracts because the reality is, if you if you bought out contracts, like let's say Vorak, he's still mm -hmm. playing on your top nine. You're gonna replace him by with who? Yeah. And, no, no, uh, I, uh, I, I hear you. Uh, somebody brought up Pierre-Luc Dubois' name in the chat again. I'm going to go crazy. I, I would love to. Don't get me wrong. But again, are we willing? Like, I, I, we, we, we talked about it last time. But are we willing to give up a first-round pick and players uh, for him for, for, for next season? Or at least maybe just wait that he's becoming UFA. That might be a best option. And again... Did he really want to come here? That's always a question. How many players said, yeah, we want to come from Montreal, but at the end of the day, they went somewhere else. So, Yeah, they used Montreal basically to uh, to negotiate. 
Yeah, and and that's that's fair game, but uh, and, and again, like we were talking about the Montreal being good in two or three years, but I'm watching the uh, the standings now, and I'm watching the uh, division Atlantic. Uh, it's going to be hard for the Habs because Boston, like Boston, is my only question mark in two or three years, to be honest with you. But you still have Toronto, the Lightnings, uh, the Panthers, Ottawa. Buffalo, those teams, they're good. They're really good. And they're going to be even better in two or three years. So- yeah, yeah, yes. Hold on a second. But uh, look, I think the Canadians are looking at some of those teams right now. And I think the Canadians are saying, okay, here's the deal. All right. Some teams are going to go through what the Canadians are going through. Yeah. And some teams will not. Detroit is going through what the Canadians are going through. They're going to get better. Ottawa is going through what the Canadians are going through they're going to get better. Washington is going to dip. Yeah. Pittsburgh is going to dip. You can tell already they're both dipping already. Why? And I'm telling you, and I know that some people are going to say they couldn't possibly trade Ovechkin and they couldn't possibly trade Crosby on the other side, but the Penguins in particular, in my opinion, they made a big mistake. I could tell that they were dipping from a mile away, and they figured as long as they had Crosby, Ovech, uh, Malkin, and Latang, they had to add to their team, and they had to try and go for it. But you know what? Friends is friends. Business is business. Yeah. They won the three cups with those guys. You can tell they were on the decline. If they missed the playoffs this year, it's a disaster. And I'm telling you right now that if they missed them this year, they're going to miss them next year. Because the only thing that gets better when it gets older is wine. Hockey players do not. Wine? No, I agree. I agree. But, like, uh, of course, the uh, Metropolitan is a bit weaker than uh, the Atlantic. Yes. Uh, So that's going to help the Habs. But still, I'm I'm, I'm really curious. And, again, who knows what's going to come up this summer, the draft picks uh, in two years. and But, uh, Yeah. yeah, like you said, they, they come up on board with a new yeah. management and they said, uh, this is what we're going to do. Yeah. And so far we have to give them, they're doing what they said and yeah. to, like hats off for sure. I get better with age too, by the way. Yeah. I wanted to say it, but uh, yes, I get better with age too, because yeah. what, uh, what I've lost, I've gained an experience. You understand? Oh, you see. Yeah. Sports and women, by the way, if ever anybody needs advice, I'm an expert in these two fields. An expert. All right, okay. Let's uh Jake Gibson, aka Lorenzo Gemma. Good evening. He's dancing away uh via YouTube live chat. Uh Penguins 16 straight playoffs. I don't care. Uh it's a 66 spinning, says it's the last year at Tampa uh before they clean up. No, I don't think it is. I think Tampa will still be good for a while. Because they'll still have yeah. Stamkos, they'll still have Point, they'll still have Hedman, they'll still have Vasilevsky. They're still going to be good. And a lot of them are still in the prime of their career. And Sergeyev is coming, of course, and getting better every day. Malkin should have been a hab, says Jimmy Cristo. Jimmy should have been, would have been, could have been, whatever. It doesn't matter. Uh, others coming in. Um, I saw somebody put Drouin on the right wing. I don't quite know where that's coming from, but anyway. He was uh, playing right wing junior. Yeah, he was playing right wing with uh, when he was playing on a line with Nathan McKinnon. Yeah, and uh, did he play with uh, the Lightnings on the right wing when he got crushed in the middle? 
by cutting through cutting middle and um, when he uh, yeah when he got hit by uh, Hickey yeah I think so I don't remember if he was I I probably could very well be uh, Jay Bat says every point lost is a point gain now okay yeah. um, Frank Consolo says where are the Pierre Cardins you know what he's talking about no well the beauty of this podcast is that you see this is my desk right right I, I have a cover on it this way i don't you know ruin the desk okay and you see my shirt but under the desk i could wear whatever i want Same right yeah so i can wear shorts so what are you wearing oh pants yeah you want to show them or what you want me to show them yeah okay they're blue okay uh, oh geez let me yeah, take yeah. this off look pants. yeah yeah and you can see my keyboard. Yeah, why your keyboard is is fluorescent or what? What's the story here? Uh, I need a new one, and uh, it was a big discount, so I just bought it. Ah, good for you. Yeah, yeah. So it goes yeah. with uh, my yeah. my three behind. Yeah. <laughs> what about you? My hairline is receding. Says number. No, it's not receding. It's just that I have not. I don't. I haven't brushed my hair. If I would brush my hair, it's not receding. Don't tell me that. Yeah, no, I don't brush my hair either. My hair is very important to me. If you tell me my hair is receding, I think I'm going to die. All right, okay. Oh. Okay. Loving it. Is that a pajama? Pierre Carday, baby. <laughs> oh, man. Loving it. You're twerking or what? Oh. I can't wait. When we have that event, we're going to dance. I told Daniello, bring the DJ, bring the music. We're going to dance, dance, dance. Yeah. You want to be all over the place tomorrow. Oh. Wow. Oh my God, I'm dying. Man, every Woo! time I'm coming, I'm laughing. Tony, the... you're hell of a man. Every time you're coming, you're laughing. Yeah, you wouldn't be the only one. All right, okay. So uh, why don't we get to the phone calls at one triple eight five? Oh, woo! Um, we're gonna do this. I uh, I want to thank you. Um, before you go, Josh Anderson. Why was there no penalty? No idea. Like, the no goal, it's fine because he didn't have full control of the puck, so I'm fine with. But the no penalty, like, why? You, like, I don't know. Like, even the referee in the corner, even if you don't, uh, I don't remember who was on which side, but uh, Sergeyev was like, it's almost a slew foot with holding and hooking and interference, everything. Like, you can call anything, and it's going to be a two minutes. So I just, I don't know. I have no idea. And like I said, even if the referee was in the corner and didn't really saw what happened, 
it makes no sense. Like the guy just flew through the hair. It, it it's like I know that referee was Pierre, and he's a he's a French Canadian from Quebec. Uh, but like, man, you you just cannot miss that. And I just hope somebody tomorrow is going to say why he didn't call it. Just That's, for uh, it, you know. But what happened? What has to happen to National Hockey League to call a penalty? Somebody has to get mugged or what? What's the story here? I don't know. I don't know. Like, I, I guess somebody told him after the game, hey, buddy, you missed something there. I don't know. That was that was not cool. And, and, and be, like, I'm not saying because of that, but now we have Anderson out for probably a couple of days, weeks, maybe the season. That one hurt, man. That one really, really hurt. Yeah, because we we're not even sure if if it's the, the feet, the ankle, the knee, because like if you, I think they they show it more more than over and over, and like just hit the pulse and like just the motion of from the feet to the ankle and the knee. You're like, oh geez, that must be hurt. And like you said, it didn't put any weight on it. So, but at least we have uh, Gurianov now. So yeah, a question for you before before going. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Uh, who said that? Marty, I think. Marty Santlis said that this week with Kent Huge, I think, saying that uh, Gurianov, uh, we were still not sure because he still have uh, a long way to... <laughs> well, he was he was asked if he thinks Gurianov could be a top six. A top six, and uh, he said, yeah. yeah, but he has to work on and you know, all that kind of stuff, and they were not sure about maybe keeping him down the road. But I was, my question is, pardon me, if I can, he basically said he's got a great shot and yeah. he can skate. But, um, if you're going to have holes in your game, it, you know, you're going to have to score 50 goals to be a top six. So you just got that feeling that he's not the president of the Dennis Gurianov fan club. Yeah. So then the question remains, would he be willing to live with Gurianov if Gurianov played on the third line? And the question remains, if so, how much money does that warrant? So my question is, do you pick him or Hoffman? Well, the challenge is, is that Gurianov doesn't have a contract at the end of the year, and Hoffman does. But I would take Gurianov over Hoffman any day of the week. Why? Because Gurianov is, uh, what I don't know, what is he, uh, 26 or whatever he is. Hoffman, I think, is 33. Hoffman's been here for several years. We've seen his act. We've seen yeah. his dance. Uh, he's got one dance. I have several, by the way. That's not the only one that I have. I have several dances, okay? And uh, so, as a matter of fact, uh, so Agnello, Agnello and did you ever uh, did you ever see me when I was on uh, live with Kelly and Ryan? Did you ever see me? No. Did you know that uh, several, several years ago, I went to live with Kelly and Ryan And uh, they pick out uh, dancers during the show, and you end up having a dance off. And I okay. was one of, yeah, I was one of, uh, oof, I don't remember how many people it was, but we were several. Uh, was it four, maybe more? I'm not sure. But in the end, we ended up being two, and uh, we had a final. So I made it to the final. And ultimately, I was chosen as the uh, the guest dancer on the program. Did you know that? No, but is that your wife who owns like a dancing class? My my wife owns a dance studio. A dance studio, at, yeah. Because one yeah. of her one of her players, uh, she's from your wife's yeah. family, I think. Oh, uh, is that right? Look, we're we're very happily married, Tula. See, 
Yeah. <laughs> One of the players is from my wife's what? One of the players. What players? Emily, like Emily Parking. She's uh, one of our oh, players. Oh, yeah. Oh, Emily Parking plays for you. All right. Okay. Yeah. Yes. I, I, yeah, I know was. Emily. Yeah, she was. Now she, she finished. Yeah, that's uh, that's uh, yeah. I know the I know the family very well. Yeah, I know the She's family. She's an amazing very well. girl. Amazing yeah, no, no, girl. it's in, it's it's a fantastic family, of course. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent, fantastic. But yeah, family. I just didn't really understand this week, uh, Gurianov thing. Like, I mean, we 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 know that he's been traded for uh, a next UFA player, and he got holes in his game. But so far, he brings stuff that a lot of players doesn't bring in in the game, and. Uh, I didn't understand why they were on him when you have like a lot of players who can just who yeah. doesn't want to be there. I know he's got holes in his game, but you know what? Like he's showing me that he could put the puck in the net right now. I'll live with one some of those holes in your game. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? But listen, oh, yeah. I know that I'm I'm not a coach, and a lot of coaches don't. But you know, I yeah, would. Yeah. What can I tell you? Yeah, like you have to understand what he can bring to a team, and you yeah. obviously you have to make some, you have to do some partnerships with your yeah. players. Let's yeah. to say, okay, you can do this, but this thing it's it's not allowed with us. No matter who you are, and down the road you're gonna have a better relationship with your players, and and with that player as well, and it's just gonna get better. And 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 it's just part of sitting down with him and saying, look. Here's a team. Here's a culture. We know what you can do, but here's the non-negotiable stuff that is not allowed. And most of the times, the good coaches make partnerships with their players, and they can get a long way with them. Yeah, uh, you know what, uh, Aniello and Sammy, if you can, if we can show this to uh, to Mitch right before we get off the air tonight, we still will get to a couple of calls and a couple of your questions. But uh, I just sent you guys something. If we can somehow upload it and show it, I'm sure that Mitch would like to see it. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Make yeah. me laugh again. I just uh, just sent it to them. Let's see. I think they should be uploading it in just a second here, guys. You want to let me know? You got it? Yeah? Okay. Sammy has told me that we'll have it in less than a minute, okay? Okay. Sammy, when I ask Sammy, Sammy's like this. So yeah, we're gonna get to it. And, and uh, Canadians outshot, by the way, thirty-three to twenty by Tampa Bay, who won fifty-seven percent of the faceoffs tonight. They were one for two. The Lightning were on the power play. The Canadians were zero for two. But where it counted, of course, it was Kirby Doc, it was Jonathan Drouin, and it was Michael Matheson through traffic. And uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning got goals from point on the power play and Pat Maroon, but it was not enough. The Canadians win by a score of three to two. Sammy Cavallaro and Agnello Cavallaro back at Master Control. We're one hour into the program. Uh, I'm sure that Mitch Jaguar is not the only one who hasn't seen it. I'm trying to remember which year it was. Oh, I have it. It was, you ready? July 25th, 2017. Whoa. I went down to New York with my wife and the boys. And my wife really wanted to meet Kelly Ripa. And so we wanted to see if we can meet her, if she can take a picture with her. And we were told that she only takes pictures with the person who ends up winning the celebrity dance-off. So when they asked, you know, who would like to uh, audition for the celebrity dance-off, I put my hand up because, you know, happy wife, happy life. And I figured if I can do this for my wife, she'd probably be in a good mood for about two hours. Um, so... <laughs> 
<laughs> Two hours only? Can I tell you? <laughs> She's always mad at me. I don't know why. I don't, you know, I just, you know, I just think I'm a good guy, but she's always mad at me. It's like, just, it's really not good. But anyway, what can I tell you? I did it for her anyway, right? Uh, Sammy's got it. Sammy, bring it up. Look at that. Look at that. Look at that. Look at this. Look at that. Look at that. Look at the footwork. Look, look at the footwork. Look, wow. at, did you see that? It's dancing with the stars. Now you see it. Now you don't. The woman. And I, 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 yeah, no, she, she was lucky to move on. Look, I throw it up there. Catch it. Boop. Put it in my pocket. Nobody sees nothing. You see how fast those hands are. Look, look look at that. Oh, oh. magic tricks. Hey, I never dropped it once. Look at this. Look at, look at this as I come in. Look at this. Wow. That was it. By the way, me and that, that, that last woman that you saw. We were the ones who got, she got the biggest applause. And then it was me and I got an even bigger applause. So then we went to the final, which was, that was not on tape. We went to the final, her and I, and uh, I started slow, but I, I tend to get better as things go on. Like, you know, I just, I start slow, but I get better and better and better. And then I took my, you know, at one point, you see that kick that I just, that spinning side kick, yeah. that roundhouse kick that you saw? The one that I had in the final, I think I got my foot over her head. Oh. It was like it was like John Claude Van Damme. It was like okay. it was unbelievable. Yeah, and that was. And then they went to the applause, and when you know, when it was time to give me an applause, I mean, the roof came off. It was unbelievable. So right. you were able to meet there, her? Oh yeah, yeah, we're able to meet. We took pictures and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have pictures here in my phone. And uh, hold on a second here. Uh, there we go. There we go. I don't know if you see this, but I got my selfie with uh, her and Anderson Cooper. Yeah. And and, uh, and at the what, time. What, what did you do for the next two hours? <laughs> and at the time, uh, my wife and my boys got to take a picture okay, with them as well. Sweet. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that was it. And they were they were happy. And then the whole ride. So that was live on television. And then as soon as we got out of there, we we're making our way back to Montreal. And uh, I was getting calls like every two minutes because it just seems like everybody in Montreal was actually watching, uh, watching it. And hold on a second here. Look at that. I went viral. <laughs> I was on the news. Look at that. I was on the news. <laughs> oh, Tony. There we go. So you travel back right after? There we go. Huh? Made it viral, man. That's the way. Listen to me. I believe that wherever you go, you have to make a statement. You know what you I mean? Made one. You made I was going to be there that day. I don't just I don't want to be like everyone else. I want to make, you know, like a big bang. You know what I mean? And that's, I'll that's try next time. All right, my man. Listen, we're going to have that get together and I look forward to seeing you. Okay. I want to see you. All right. Sounds like a plan. All right. There you have it. All right. Okay. He is Mitch Jaguar. Thank you very much. Thank you. Uh, Tony. Comments coming in. Tony Van Damme. Yes. This coming in from Jean Maurice. Uh, 
Charles says Tony sets the dance floor ablaze. Uh, 66 spinning says dirty dancing. Patrick Swayze, yes. Uh, Charles says nobody puts Tony in a corner. Nobody puts Tony in a corner. Uh, Tony is the best. This coming in from uh, Neil. Thank you. Imagine Tony Slimmer. You will see Tony Slimmer. Okay, you know what? So I've been getting a bunch of um, texts on Tony Slimmer and this and that and whatever. And, uh, you know, um, we're going to do this. I, I want to bring in uh, uh, so uh, gift body and mind. The pajama and the belly thing, it has to stop, dude. One of one time, it's funny. Second time, it's slightly amusing. But a third and fourth time, it's just cringeworthy. LOL. Friendly advice. Quit while you're ahead. Well, here's the deal, though. You probably watch the podcast every night, but there's probably people watching the podcast for the very first time. But we're going to do this, though. We're going to do this. Um, why don't we bring in Yellow and Sammy? In? Can we bring them in? Let's bring in Yellow and Sammy. In. We have a couple so, of calls for you, man. Okay, we're going to get to them in a second. So everyone says that Slimmer, I could even be a, 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 an even better dancer, Okay. What I need, okay, I'm one to respond to challenges. When people challenge me, okay, I take it very seriously. I take it like a game, and I don't want to lose the game, okay? So what I want you to do, and I want you to be reasonable, is give me two numbers tonight. One number is an amount of days you want to give me to do a lifestyle change, and the second number is the amount of pounds you want me to drop in those days. So give me something that's realistic, but at the same time will make me want to take this very, very seriously. And I, and I want you to cut this tape. I, I think I'm going to knock your socks off, okay? So give me a number. So we're going to go by a month. We'll do one month at a time. You want to do one month at a time? Yeah, I think baby steps, and then we'll see what we get from there. Okay, one month. Why don't we do... Um, 40 days starting today. Does that make sense to you or? Yeah, 40 days. How many weeks is that? 40 days. Five weeks, six weeks. We're on, we're, I'm on, I'm on uh, four days a week. Uh, you know, so we I can even, we can even do, uh, we can even do. Uh, I'm going to make it easy on you. I'm going to say 15 pounds in 40 days. 15 pounds in 40 days? Yep. Okay. You want me to lose 15 pounds? In 40 days. Okay. 15 pounds in 40 days. I'm writing this down. So, if you, so if what you, I'll do, what I'll do tomorrow morning, as soon as I get up, I don't have a scale here. Yep. I'll get on the scale. I'll send you a picture. Yep. Or I'll come over to your house and I'll get on your scale. Don't make any jokes. Yep. And uh, you can take a picture of it. And then we'll check back in 40 days. Yep. Okay. Now, if I lose this 15 pounds in 40 days, you give me a bonus? I'll take you to a vegan restaurant. And mozzie too now. <laughs> if you lose it, you're going to thank me because you're going to feel better and you're going to be healthier. We need you to be healthy to keep going. So. I understand that, but what's going to be the consequences if you don't do it? Not doing it is not an option. No. Okay, good. When I put my head to something, nothing could stop me. Yeah. I agree. 
Yeah. You know the prom queen? Yep. I was her date. <laughs> you understand? I Me. Get, Nobody I get, else. I get you. Yeah. Is that your wife? You want to know what happened when they told me I couldn't hit number one in ratings because I had the worst slot. I didn't have a budget. I didn't have guests and I didn't have advertising. I didn't have marketing. I didn't have brochures and I didn't have billboards and I didn't have this and I didn't have that. You want to know what happened? Yeah. I was number one. I believe you. That's right. I believe you. All right. So now the, what I'm going to get out of this obviously is going to be better health. Yep. Definitely. Uh, But uh, there's no, there's no Rolex or anything. Nothing. Nope. There's no Rolex. Okay. Nothing. There's a, I don't know, like a bottle, anything, anything. Anything anything you want. Anything I want? Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, Why don't we do this? Uh, I lose. I donate money to any charity of your choice. And uh, you lose and you donate money to the charity of my choice. I like that. All right? We'll do it that way. Okay. Where are we going here? We're going to get to the phone lines right now. Why don't we do this? Dev on hold. No, no. Let's do you called first. Okay. It's you called. You called. Presented by Playground. Is uh, presented by Playground uh, and uh, Playground uh, major poker festivals are back at Playground. The March Million features 10 ring events and a million dollars in guaranteed prize pools, including a 400,000 guaranteed main event play in Playground's March Million Poker Series from March 23rd to April 2nd. Visit playground.ca for details. All right, let's go to. Hello, who's this? Yes, hello. You're on the Sick Podcast with Tony Marinero. Who am I speaking with? Hi, uh, this is Devin. Devin, where are you calling from? Koto uh, Zulak. Koto Zulak. You like uh, west of Vaudreuil. Okay, west of Vaudreuil. Okay, west of Vaudreuil. How many kilometers, you would say, from downtown Montreal is that? Um, well, so I go to Concordia. It takes me an hour and a half to get to, to Concordia. Takes you an hour. Loyola, Loyola campus. You drive, you drive there? You drive there? Uh, no, no, no. I take the train. You take the train. Okay. Yeah. Right. You, you know how many kilometers that is? Absolutely not. This is because a strict, I, this I, is a. Much this is traffic. Yeah, this is strictly for a survey, of course. Very important to us, just uh, trying to find out the demographic and stuff like that, where people are calling from, how long, how far they are from town. You want to speak with Tony? <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, you'll be on in 10 seconds, okay? Yes, sir. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5. Same treatment as the 66 guy, eh? Or the 66, uh, whatever. Yeah. So I got yeah. That. Devin, <laughs> what's going on? <laughs> yeah. How are you? Good, you. Very good. So my wife's uncle had a had a had a little country place in Kotodzulak, so I know exactly where it is. Yeah. Yeah. What's and, going uh, on? You you enjoy that area? Uh, I, I enjoy anywhere I go. I can make the best out of any situation. Yeah. I'm someone who likes to have fun. You know what I mean? 
Yeah. So no matter where I go, I have fun. You sound like that type of person. Yeah. Yeah. What do you want to talk about tonight? Um, I, I kind of wanted to talk about uh, Sam Montembeau. I, I, um, so I, I looked at the guy's stats, and I, I, I compared it to um, Bobrovsky, and I compared it to Knight. And at the end of the day, Sam Montebo—he's in the middle of uh, uh, between those, both those guys, and it almost seems as if we stole a pretty good prospect. And as, a, as far as I'm concerned, I, I remember seeing that Byron video. I don't know if you saw that video—the uh, the one that was uh, kind of making fun of how um, how many breakaways he would get and how many times he would fail at getting those breakaways. Yeah. And I almost see a situation where we stole, we stole a guy that just happened to be very good, and we stole him at a time that was very opportune for us to steal him. The guy is 26. They picked him up on waivers, like I think. A very good career. Yeah. But look, for sure, he's getting better with each game. For sure, he's interesting because you still get the feeling that this guy has a ceiling that he hasn't hit yet. His progression since they picked him up has been absolutely fantastic. Um, but, um, you know, to think when they're going to be a very competitive team, if Samuel Montembeau is going to be the number one of that team, I'm not ready to say that just yet. I don't think he's a one. I, I think he's a one B. As Like, I think that's, that's that that's all I'm really expecting of him is a one B. You know, but the the fact that we get a one B from a waiver pickup, I think is excellent. Mm-hmm. So uh I agree with you. I agree with you, and I like him, and he's a good goalie. And you know what? It's four straight starts for him, and he's been much better than Jake Allen this year. And uh he's been much uh, better than Jake Allen this year. That's it, that's all, man. That's all there is to it. And if I have a conspiracy theory for the Habs this year. Yes, yes, conspiracy theory. Yes, yeah. If I have a conspiracy theory, I'm I'm just saying. Uh, um, you know, Hughes may have told Allen to just let two go in the first five minutes of the game. Because it almost seems as if every game Jake Allen plays, he just lets two go in the five first minutes. Yeah. It almost I, seems like as if, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, you can, you can, yeah, you can, you can forget about, you can forget about that conspiracy theory. It's not happening. No, it never happened. Appreciate taking the time, Devin, in Koto Zulak. All right, Devin, talk to you soon, man. All right, one triple eight five eight five six, one triple eight five eight five seven four two five. Who wants to talk to me? I'm Marinaro on the Sick Podcast. We're getting to your calls, Bruce in Montreal. Bruce, what's going on? Bruce. Yes. Yeah, we got a problem. What? Well, today I drank about four liters of water. That's the problem. <laughs> and I'm doing a podcast right now, and I'm not supposed to take any breaks. So you know what I'm trying to tell you, eh? Yeah. What am I trying to tell you? Like, you need to get a break. 
to do what? To I don't know. I gotta go to the bathroom. Yeah, no problem. You understand? Yeah. Are you good with that, or can you hold on for me, or what? Yeah, yeah, no problem. Okay, so Bruce, how old are you exactly? Twenty-seven. Twenty-seven. Okay, this is what I want you to do. Okay, yeah. I want you for the next twenty seconds or so. Okay. I want you to tell everyone who's watching right now, because right now we have it. This is our sick army, our sick community. Okay. You right now, Bruce, are the most important person in the world to everyone who's watching right now on YouTube, on Facebook and Twitter. It's not me. It's not anybody else. It's not even who's home. It's you. It's Bruce. It's you. Do you understand? Yes. Sir. Yes. sir. What I want you to do is I want you to tell everyone right now, absolutely everything there is to know about you are you ready and i'll be back in 30 seconds you're on the clock are you ready you ready yeah. on three two one go yeah so i'm studying communication in the university of montreal and i really like the montreal canadian and uh yeah it's that yeah bruce yeah tony yeah so uh you were you're studying communications at the university of montreal right Yes, that's when I dis disconnected my headphones and I had to go do uh, Mother Nature was calling. You know what I mean? I hope you forgive me, by the way. Yeah. You know, I, I, I just, you know, I didn't want to go here. I have the bathroom like three, four feet away. Right. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. And uh, I did what I had to do. You know what I mean? I drank four liters yeah. of water, probably about a liter, a liter and a half in the last hour alone. You know what I mean? Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, Bruce, go ahead now. What did I miss exactly? So, Because you know what was so going on with me, eh? What? You know what was going on with me? Yeah. Miscapalapipi. You ever heard of Miscapalapipi? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Al momento de rigore, lui mi dice così. Miscapalapipi, 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 papa. Miscapa la pipi, miscapa la pipi, miscapa la pipi, papa. Miscapa la pipi, miscapa la pipi, miscapa la pipi, papa. Non ne posso proprio più. Io la faccio qui. And that's what happened to me. Instead of la faccio qui, though, I went to the bathroom. Bruce, continue. You're studying communications. Really, what do you want to do in life? You study communications. What do you want to do? I want to be a journalist in sports. You want to be a sports journalist? Fantastic. What do you want to do? You want to write? You want to do radio? You want to do podcasts? What do you want to do? Uh, write. Writing. You want to write? Okay. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. Because if you wanted to go into the podcasting world or in the sports, uh, in the sports or radio world, I would have been happy to serve as a mentor for you. But sports yeah. journalism, you're probably going to have to get another mentor. Yeah, no problem. But, Maybe uh, I can hook you up with Eric Engels or... or uh, if you If you can give me some uh, some advice, it's going to be uh, very, very uh, nice for me. Okay. This is the advice I'm going to give you, even though I've never done this before, okay? Yeah. And, and the advice that I'm going to give you will go for anything that you want to do in life, whether you want to be a sports journalist or you want to do something else. All right? Yes, perfect. Be you, but be different. Don't be like everyone else. It seems like most people, in whatever they do, they're the same. 
be special, have an X factor, distinguish yourself from the rest of the group. Like I could go on, I could always be on the fence on different subjects. I could say maybe it's this or maybe it's that. I give my opinions. Whether I'm right or I'm wrong, I stick with my convictions. I'm opinionated, I give it. My personality, I don't keep it for myself. I make it come out over the air. Whether it's on radio, it's on television, or it's on the podcast. I try things, and I'm not afraid if it doesn't go the way I want it to go. Things don't always work out. Jokes aren't always funny. Pranks don't always work out. But if you don't try anything, you're going to get zero as a result. But if you try a few things, you're going to end up hitting one out of the park every now and then. I'm not the smartest guy in the world. I probably don't offer the best advice. But this is the advice that I can give you today. Hopefully you take it. It's worked for me. It's worked for me. And I, you know what? I said this to Brendan Kelly yesterday. We're joking around a little bit. Forced me on a whatever. You know, I took myself out of my comfort level. And, you know, there's a saying, and I'm trying to remember what that saying is, and now I'm going to end up messing it up. But it, it goes something like this. It's something like, To really be comfortable, you have to do something uncomfortable. Don't be afraid to try things. Don't be afraid to be yourself. Don't be afraid to be different. As a matter of fact, I encourage it. And another thing I'll tell you is believe in yourself, my friend. Believe in yourself more than anyone has ever believed in you or will. Because if you don't believe in yourself, you're not going to be able to hit your full potential. But if you do, you will. Tell me, Bruce, what's going on? What do you want to talk about? Yeah, I just have two, two uh, opinions for you. So just uh, have to give me uh, your opinion. Yeah. Uh, so, ju- so just want to know for uh, the, the medical staff for uh, recently injuries. So what? Do you think about uh, the medical uh, staff uh, okay, so, for, the, for the communicate of the so, injuries? Last yeah. Day? So I don't have I don't have all their all the information. So I don't know what's on them, what's not on them. They know all the individual cases. I say this. I'm convinced that Jeff Gordon, that Kent Hughes, and that Jeff Molson are going to be on this at the end of the year if they haven't already started putting together a file, asking questions and jotting down the answers. They pay these athletes big money and they get the most out of their money when these athletes end up playing as many games as possible. Pierre Allard, their former strength and conditioning coach, has already come out and he said that he believes that half of the injuries um, shouldn't have happened that they're muscular and that it's probably because of fatigue 
and or overtraining, and these injuries shouldn't have happened, it leads me to believe that the work of the strength and conditioning coach is going to be looked at, and it leads me to believe that the work of the therapists and the doctors is going to be looked at. I know that Graham Reinbend is very good at what he does. Uh, I don't know if they're going to look at what he does. I've been told he's very good. But I've been also told from people close to the situation that they believe that the Canadian's medical department needs to be modernized. I've been told they're excellent when it comes to trauma incidents, but when it's regular everyday injuries, they're probably not um, as advanced as they should be. Your next uh, question, uh, Bruce? Yeah. Yes. Uh, for the you take the the things today and tell that we're not going uh, for him to do the playoffs for two or three years. Yeah, can't use. Yeah. You, it is for you uh, reconstruction, or it's uh, really like it's confirmed. This. It's a it's a rebuild. It's a rebuild. We knew it was going to be a rebuild. You notice that they don't want to use that term for whatever reason, maybe because if they're able to accelerate the process, they will. And at that point, it's no longer called a rebuild. Maybe they believe it's a, it's a term that scares a lot of season ticket holders away. Maybe they believe that fans will lose interest. Maybe they believe that fans will stop buying tickets. I don't know why they don't use the term, but they don't. But when he comes out and he tells Pierre Lebrun, you know, yeah, It's going to take another couple of years, basically saying it's going to take another couple of years before we can actually be a playoff team. It's a rebuild. It is It is what we thought it was, Bruce. Without, uh, without uh, uh, the term, but it confirmed that he's a rebuild. I think it confirms it, yes. Okay, great. Bruce, is English you your first much. language? Uh, no, I'm French, but um, I, okay. my second language. But you do a great job in English? Thank But you, you know much. what? If you'd ever want to call in, it's even parler en français. Il n'y a pas de problème. Merci beaucoup. Il n'y a rien là. Je parle cinq langues. Hein? I speak five languages. Wow. I, some was, listen, I speak English, yeah. French, Italian, mm -hmm. Spanish, and Portuguese. I wow. can speak and understand five languages. Now, Some will say I probably don't speak any of them very well, which is probably true. But I'm able to carry on a conversation in five different languages, which is not bad considering I never did a day of university in my life. Which, by the way, I regret. I regret I didn't. Thank you for calling. I appreciate it. All the best of luck to you. you. If you ever want to reach out to me, my friend Tony at thesickpodcast.com, I'll do my very best to get back to you, I promise. Thank you very much. You're very welcome, which, by the way, good luck to you. I regret not going to university. I went to Dawson, and at one point, I, I had a class that I wanted to drop, and uh, I thought I went through the, the actual process, and I thought I dropped the class. As it turns out, you know, I didn't drop the class. I thought I did, but I didn't. Report card comes in. I got zero in that class. I had never attended one single class at all. When I went to apply to university, I was refused. So I figured it's time to roll up my sleeves and get to work, which is what I did. Uh, do we have any others coming in? We're going to go to, is that it for tonight? I think that's it for tonight, eh? 
Sammy says, Tony, you know what? Why don't you give yourself a Sammy's worried because I've been telling him that I'm starting to count my overtime hours. And so Sammy's very, very worried about that. Did you play soccer for Dawson? I didn't. I didn't, which is um, uh, I would have loved to play soccer for Dawson, but I stopped playing at around um, 17 and a half. Like I still played a little bit after that, but I couldn't play. Um, I couldn't play competitively. I couldn't practice every day. I had um, I had a real bad back problem. I, I, I think I had a slight scoliosis, like a little bit of a curvature. Uh, I think my discs were a little herniated at the time. Uh, Doc had put me on painkillers at one point. I went through those, uh, and I could play if I would have kept on taking the pills, but uh, obviously he didn't want me to, and uh, thank God I didn't keep on taking them now that I know the dangers of those. But, um, you know, so I could, I could play every now and then, but if I had to train and play every day, it was very, very difficult. So I, uh, I stopped playing, which is too bad because, uh, you know, I love playing that game and, uh, but you know what, uh, it gave me a much clearer idea of what I wanted to do in my life. Once it became apparent, I was not going to be a soccer player. I knew that I wanted to work, uh, in sports, whether it was on the radio or on television, radio was my first love to tell you the truth. It was, uh, and it still is uh, a, a big love of mine, and so is TV, but podcasting is where it's at, and that's why I'm here, and that's why we're here weeknights at 10 p.m. We're the Sick Podcast. Tell your friends about it. Share it with your friends. Like our posts. Message Sick, S-I-C-K, if you like what you're hearing and you like what you are watching. How's the back? The back is very good now because I'm not playing every soccer every day, so the back's fine now. So thank you very much for that. If you listen to us on Google, Apple, or Spotify, leave us a five-star review. It's our way of feeling the love. It's an off night tomorrow night for the Montreal Canadiens. They'll visit the Bruins in Boston in a couple nights from now. Anyway, we'll be back tomorrow. Same time, same place. Marc-André Perot is a regular contributor every Wednesday night. Sammy and Agnello, they're Cavallaro. I'm Marinaro. Have a good night. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the Sick Podcast with Tony Marinero on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts. The Sick Podcast is brought to you by Energy Transportation Group. Driven to be different. La Vida TV. Embrace your true nature.